Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. This is Brian. I wanted to jump on here real quick before we started the episode. This one's just a little bit different. Uh, sometimes we have founder series, and then other times we have uh, different episodes of a little more tactical uh, and good information, how-tos. And this is going to be kind of a mashup. So this first part is going to be with Zach Heald of Intercut Productions. We're listening to his story, how he started his business. Uh, and then next week, we're actually going to do part two, where we dive into a little bit more of what it looks like to create a good sales video, what videos actually work and help convert. Uh, Zach just is a ton, had just a ton of information. And so we were so excited to have him on the podcast. And typically we keep our episodes tried around 30 minutes, but we just, we kind of went long with Zach and it was so much fun and so much information. And uh, we really hope you enjoy it, but make sure you tune in next week for the second part and kind of diving into uh, sales videos. And so anyway, let's go ahead and kick it off. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Do Marketing Differently podcast presented by Go Rogue X. My name is Brian Fitton. This is the podcast dedicated to those who are wanting to do things differently, serve first, give value, stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe to our show because we're every week we're bringing you awesome stuff, right, Lauren? Right, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's my awesome co-host, Lauren Lewis. And today we have an amazing guest, Zach Heald. How's it going, Zach? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. Zach is with Intercut Productions as I knock over all the production stuff <laughs> as we're doing this. So if you're watching on video, uh, Zach is a video master. We're just going to go ahead and say okay. video expert. <laughs> um, I appreciate Zach. I've known him for a few years and I've actually looked up to Zach with, uh, he has an amazing studio, amazing content. They're always producing some really, really cool stuff, coming up with new ideas. And so we're going to dive into all of that. And on top of that, of how video can really help you sell in your business, right? Yeah. So excited to kind of jump into that as well. But before we do, we like to start with something fun. What, what is that, Lauren? Each week, we like to talk about what are you obsessed with this week. So, starting with our guest, Zach, what are you obsessed with this week? Um, you know, I think I think this week, I think it's just like Twitter. Um, okay. I've spent more time on Twitter in the last week than I probably nice. have spent <laughs> in the last 365 days combined wow. up until this point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, the world's happening on Twitter right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I've been kind of glued to my phone in that respect, which is mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, in <laughs> fact, I told someone yesterday, I was like, I think I'm just going to like get all the social media apps off my phone for like a month and just like get out of the world yeah, for a little yeah. while. Um, but yeah, I think right now, sadly, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter. That's like where I'm at right now. <laughs> I love it. You, no one would have ever said that two years ago. No. It's no. Somehow Twitter has just kind of come back up, and I'm not going to give the credit to Donald Trump, but, but there is a, a large insurgence of Twitter usage. You know, He's definitely that. the reason the world's on there right now. <laughs> that is you know, true. like Dang If he wasn't tweeting, no one would care about Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> That's, that's the reality. But as a social media platform, it's almost like they took a back seat for so long, and so many people were like, yeah, Twitter's dead. Yeah. And nobody's I, using it. I actually, you know, I kind of am really interested to see, like, post this presidency, mm-hmm. what happens to Twitter. Um, only because I, I think 2015, we could have considered Twitter to be dead um, or on the way out. <laughs> and if you had told us in 2015 that Twitter would be alive in 2020, we would all mm-hmm. probably have been like, yeah, but no one was going to be on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and somehow, you know, number 45 has managed to keep it there 45. for so long. <laughs> Rolling it back Yeah, up, he's keeping it alive, which is blowing my mind. It really has. Um, yeah. But I, I really do like Twitter as far as like, it's just a mind dump, I yeah. feel like. Yep. Um, there's a lot less... Uh, of like the deep opinions, like you don't get to you know string out three paragraphs of yeah. you know your love or hate for something. Um, it's a lot more of like really quick. A lot of it's like in the moment news. 
Um, in fact, like a lot of times when I'm trying to find something that's happening in like downtown Fayetteville or downtown, I'll go to Twitter first. Like I'm going to learn what's going on yeah. three blocks from me on Twitter far before I'm going to learn what's going on going through the news. Or know? even so, Facebook or some of the other ones that kind of, you know, put put in your content into a feed where you don't actually see what's actually happening. Yeah, now, it's so. still chrono- chronological. Yeah. How many other news feeds are chronological, you yeah. know? So yeah. like Twitter, I think, is in that respect, like a really powerful tool for that. It's just like I can learn about wherever I'm at. Like if I'm at a conference, like you can type in that hashtag and see like everything that's happened in the last 30 seconds yeah. on Twitter with that hashtag, which like you just don't get on most platforms anymore. That's true. That's true. Man, Zach's bringing Twitter back. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know about that. I just read a lot of Twitter. You know, it's funny because I don't use it. I used to, but I don't use it anymore. But it's it's one of those things where I, I do find myself. I'm like, I wish I had. I wish I had Twitter again because I would. I would like all those just random thoughts that you have. I'm like, this would be perfect for Twitter. It's funny. Right. It has nothing to do with anything. Right. And I was like, I know several of my dumb friends would be like, oh, that's hilarious, you know? Yeah. But I'm just not there. If I was committed I'm enough, now. I would have like a couple like dedicated Twitter channels yes. to like just certain types of thoughts to have yes. out there. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that like that platform is like perfect for that of like, if you can come up with some really funny punchlines like in one vein of comedy yeah. that like you're just consistently like throwing little jabs out about one thing, awesome. like I think it can work really well. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So actually I was talking to our content coordinator, Ava. Ava, big shout um, out. Friend of the show, Ava. Friend of the show. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it's all behind the scenes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we are big fans of Spotify, but um, we've been sharing playlists, but one of the playlists that I have listened to a ton, super random, is... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Mm, the nice. soundtrack on that is oh. amazing. Amazing. So it's good. so good. I've been listening to it a lot in the office. Nice. On my beats, you know, but not blaring the, it out, you know. Yeah, so but. You should be blaring it out. It's good music. Exactly. Everyone should enjoy it. Yes. Well, Brian, over here. <laughs> I blare some music and it's not always appreciated. But now I know what will be appreciated. So Yeah, but no, uh, Ava and I have really been uh, jamming out to that. Nice. Yeah, I was out of the office for a few days. Yeah. Came back. It's just nothing but the Spider-Verse in here, which I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah. Again, I've tried to find Jordan 1s. They are nowhere to be found. Even when that came out, I was like, man, I loved those shoes back in the day. And you couldn't even find them. Like, once that movie came no. out, and then obviously the documentary, it's done. It's done. Can't find them. <laughs> They're insanely expensive. So, anyway, all right. Uh, my obsession this week is actually, okay, this is weird. We, we talk uh, video games, right? We've talked about it. Mm. So, I tried to do some mobile gaming. I was like, I don't do mobile that very gaming. often. I played Tetris, which was fine. It's on mobile game. Do I sound really old right now? Is that what's happening? I almost exclusively mobile game, so I'm with you. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. So here's the deal. I tried. I could not get into it, and so I did play Tetris, which was great, and right. I enjoyed. But so I found a random old game called, not old, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, I believe. It is like a very strange, on Xbox Game Pass, right? Live Game Pass. And it's like a, a player walkthrough. You're not really doing anything other than solving like a crime, I guess, and you're learning history. It is, I would you would think, the most boring game in the world, but it's actually really, the graphics are amazing. Uh, but I think it was like originally a 360 game, so. There you wow. go. It's a random thing. It is random. I've enjoyed it, so. <laughs> that's, that's all good. that matters, yeah. Brian. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You know, I feel like this is a safe place. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. like, I, good. I, uh, I'm a big mobile gamer. Yeah. So, so okay, tell me, what are some good mobile, the references I got or referral system games were just not good at all. No. I don't know. So I, I go back and forth between the type of online game, like mobile games I play. Mm-hmm. Um, I When I bought an iPad Pro, I went ahead and bought a, um, or I bought the, uh, the uh, Apple Arcade. 
Oh, Apple yeah, Arcade yeah. Pass. Okay, tell me about that, because it's, what, it's five bucks a it's month? It's five bucks a month, Okay, and I've gone back and forth whether or not I'm going to keep it or not. Okay. I haven't decided for sure. There yeah. are there are days where I really enjoy the Apple Arcade games. Yeah. By and large, they are all very arcade style, <laughs> which is yeah. not my game style. Uh, like I'm, okay. I'm much more of the strategy, long game mm-hmm. kind of player. Like I want to save my game, come back to it for the yeah. next, you know, three months and like build out an empire or something you know yeah yeah uh like a lot of the games i play which i guess is not surprising for the type of person i am is like i play a lot of like tycoon games and like you know um like simulators and things like that yeah Yeah. Yeah. and like building them out and um uh you know like as a kid like lemonade tycoon roller coaster tycoon of course i owned all of those right um and uh and it's just gone you know i've I've played all different kinds of tycoon games well that tends to be what i play on my mobile um but some of the arcade, I have to say, are really fun. There's a game called uh, Outlanders that yes. uh, is really, really fun if you're into, like, it's very arcade, flat-style gaming. Yeah. But, like, it's just a very fun... Graphics are pretty good for being a flat-style game. Like, huh. it's just... It's very fun, creative. Uh, in fact, I would say a lot of the Apple Arcade games have become very just, like, art, like artistic. Yeah. It's yeah. more about, like, how how much What's of the artist flex can we do yeah. on this, yeah. you know? And, That's um, cool. Yeah. So. Man. Okay, so I saw that, and I was like... So basically my anniversary was this weekend and so we just kind of checked out and I was like, I'm just going to do things that I don't typically do. And so that was part of my arcade push and I just didn't do it. I should have now. I should have just downloaded because that's actually the style of game I wanted. I was like, I just want to mindlessly play something fun, but I dominated Tetris. I'm just going to say that again. (laughs) We're on another podcast. I said that, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep talking about it. Anyway. All right. Hey. Is there a win in Tetris? Like, can you win the game? Is there a last level, like the final round of Tetris? So we did hear from another guest that said he got to a point. I think he said it glitched out where it's like, you can't go any further. And he was like, I beat the game. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's like, I don't think that's exactly what happened, but. (laughs) You definitely ran to the end of the disc on that game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Change disc. All the pre-programmed little blocks have fallen. It's done. It's done. (laughs) That's hilarious. All right. So, hey, moving on real quick. We are so excited to have you on, Zach, because like I said before, uh, we're you know, all the things that you guys are doing and so many different programs and stuff, I'm not going to butcher. I'm going to let you kind of tell us a little bit about all the amazing things you guys are working on. Yeah. Well, um, so a little bit, I guess. Talk about you first. I'm so sorry. I I should have teed that up a little bit. That's okay. That's okay. Please tell us your story and all the amazing things that you're doing. I'll do that. That's a little (laughs) easier to intro into all of them. Otherwise, I feel like I'll have a list. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no. So, uh, my name is Zach, obviously. Um, Healed I, uh, like Jesus. Zach healed, healed like Jesus. Healed <laughs> you guys you. ever wanted to know? Boom. It's there. That was great. Uh, I uh, I'm actually uh, I turned 25 this month, um, so I'm pretty young nice. uh, in the Happy game. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I got started in video in high school. Um, so I, I grew up in Kansas City, and growing up in Kansas City, uh, my dad owned the wrestling team in our town. And that was all we did. We lived and breathed wrestling. And so, wow. uh, like, I started wrestling when I was, like, four or five years old. Uh, my brother started when he was four. Um, and, like, that's what we did for 12 years of our lives. Like, that was 100% of our time yeah. was that. And uh, recession hit in 2008. We started looking for jobs. My dad uh, was working for Sprint at the time in Kansas City and uh, just got to the point where he was like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. my job involves laying people off. Like, that's not what I want to do for a living. So I'm going to leave. Um, started searching around, found an opportunity down here in Bentonville and mm-hmm. uh, almost moved to Oklahoma. Whew, Narrowly man. escaped that one. Dodged a bullet. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was interviewing with Google out in Oklahoma, and thank goodness that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, 
we ended up here instead. Uh, I mean, just caveat. If we have any Oklahoma listeners, we love you guys. That's right. You have an amazing state. <laughs> you have an amazing state. That um, sandstorm you sent us the other day was rude. Crazy. That don't crazy. need to be doing that no we were more. We tracking that thing. It was nuts. That anyway, was awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we moved to Arkansas. And when we got to Arkansas, of course, um, my, well, my parents were amazing when we moved here. And they were like, you can, we'll move anywhere you want in Northwest Arkansas. You guys go p- look at all the schools. We'll tour all the schools. Yeah. You pick the favorite school district. We'll move into that school district. Um, which is like how many kids get that opportunity yeah, for real. Um, as part of the deal when you move. So, uh, but I was entering into high school coming into Arkansas. And so um, it was kind of like a weird time to change schools. Like I'd grown up since kindergarten with all the same kids in a school that was a hundred people per class. Like it was a small school. Um, so moving to Arkansas, I started scouting all the schools. We went and toured them all. And uh, I really fell in love with Gravit School District. Uh, but the Gravit School District didn't have wrestling. In fact, the only mm-hmm. ones that did at the time were like Benton, Bentonville and Rogers. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I knew that going to Gravit meant I had to find something else to do. Like my whole plan was I was going to go uh, through high school, get a wrestling scholarship to Iowa City, get my MBA at Iowa City, and then go get a cubicle job somewhere. Yeah. Um, thanks to wrestling for paying for it. Um, and uh, getting into high school, then not having a wrestling team. Um, I coached a little bit of Bentonville while I could there and, uh, eventually was just like, okay, I have to, I have to do something, mm-hmm. um, with myself and with my life and, uh, kind of fell into theater. I'd been in theater a little bit in Kansas city, like in middle school, I'd kind of experimented with theater, uh, fell into theater, uh, into high school, fell in love with it. And, uh, my theater teacher is actually the one that really introduced me into film. Uh, I'd always loved cameras. I'd bought lots of still cameras before then, um, a little bit of video, and my uh, teacher at, at Gravit, who actually still teaches at Gravit, his name's Ian Galloway, uh, he introduced me into film. He's a freelance screenwriter. Um, hmm. was writing his own films and producing them during the summer when school wasn't in session. And um, I got plugged in with him and his friends and started making films with him during the summertime. Um, and that just lit the fire in me. I was like, yeah. this is, I love this. This is what I'm doing. Um, and so uh, my 16th birthday, when I turned 16, got my driver's license. My first stop um, was the... Uh, the city hall building, uh, and went and got or the courthouse to go file my DBA for my business. Um, <laughs> that was my first stop at 16 nice. and, uh, filed a production or filed a DBA for a production company, uh, which was called intercut productions. It was a name we came up with in my bunch of my friends came up with in class yeah, yeah. and it still remains the name of our yeah. company today. <laughs> um, awesome. yeah, but and that, that was the beginning of intercut productions. I was a junior in high school at the time. Um, and just doing everything I could. I was doing lots of free work for people, churches, uh, local businesses, you name it. Anybody mm-hmm. that would let me bring a camera uh, to come do something with them. Like, I was like, I don't, you don't have to post it. Like, let me just come <laughs> shoot. I'm just going to yeah. come shoot. Yeah. Um, and so I was just shooting everything I could all the time. Yeah. Inventing my own projects uh, before, like, creating original content was a thing people were doing. <laughs> um, and uh, we, we started a YouTube channel with me. My friends did. I'm never going to tell you the name of it because um, I'm sure there's revenants of it out there. We're going to um, find it for you guys. You know. <laughs> uh, it does involve a guy wearing short shorts in every episode. Oh, goodness. Um, so <laughs> it, was, it was good, fun content. We, and I learned a lot through that and ended up launching kind of like a, a, the video department in our school, um, kind of launched like a news, a, mm-hmm. a daily news yeah. through video. Um, which has continued on after I've left. And um, and actually, after leaving high school, uh, the Gravit uh, has gone back now, and they've actually added a film program. Nice. Um, so yeah. it's been really cool. I've gotten to go back and plug into that and, and help. Uh, and actually, our studio is in Gravit City Limits. And so and that was a big part of why we did that is yeah. um, we're really pumping kind of, you know, our tax dollars back into that school and, and helping them out. And so, um, but graduated high school and went to John Brown University for a year. Um, in their digital film program, mm-hmm. met some incredible people while I was there. Uh, but at the same time, my business was really starting to grow. 
And that summer after my freshman year, I had to go to my parents and go, we have to make a decision. Um, either I'm going to continue with this yeah. business or I'm going to go to school. I can't, I can't do both anymore. I was like living out of my car practically, yeah. um, like working in Bentonville and Fayetteville during the day or during the night and then driving sometimes in the middle of the night back to Siloam to go to class. And like, it just wasn't working for me. Um, mm. And so I, I basically presented to them and they were like, well, you're going to school or we're not like, we're not supporting you anymore. Like you're on yeah. your own. And uh, good parents, in a sense, in right? A sense, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember I was like, I was so mad. I was like, yeah. what? Like, if you guys would support the business, like you support the school, like we'll be in the same position in five yeah. years, you know, like <laughs> same position. And so um, I was like, maybe you take on debt with me. But like, I was like, you're taking on debt with the school. Like Doesn't we're in matter. the same yeah. situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but two weeks later, they came back to me and they were like, they were like you know what? We're wrong. Um, wow. And you're totally, if you want to yeah. drop out, drop out. You can stay here, live here live off our expenses as long as you need to get your business up off the ground. Um, and so that's what I did. I knew like, wow. there's never going to be another opportunity in my life that I would have to start a business with no expenses. Right. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's businesses like starting even right now that I wish I had no expenses to yeah. do those, you know, <laughs> like, um, and so I understand like I was really privileged in that of like having parents that were like, no, yeah, live here, stay here, do your thing uh, while you grow your business to a point that you can afford to move out. And so yeah. um, that's what I did. I hired some friends out of JBU that were um, students at the time that were there with me that I met. Uh, some of them dropped out of JBU with me later. Uh, Just I, promoting that college yeah, job outreach. JBU yeah. admissions and I are not maybe the best of friends. Um, He's taking more people than we're admitting. <laughs> exactly. What is going on here? Uh, but, you know, we, we all left and it, the, all of our friends were kind of saying the same conversation of, um, you know, actually, I guess the real two of us, Michael Kelly and I were oh, uh, yeah. at JBU. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, Michael. Um, I'd hired Michael and um, at, he was working, actually, we were over here at Halstead and we were yeah. in the office here at, uh, he was driving back to Siloam. We lived in Siloam, going to school there. And I was telling him all the time, like, you just, you've got to quit. Like, you've got to drop out and go full time here. Yeah. He hated doing Like, He was doing homework all night long, working during the day. Like, he was miserable. I was like, what are you doing? All of our friends are looking at you going, why? Yep. Like, you're getting a degree to get the job you have. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never asked for your degree. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know? And, um, and so eventually, uh, I think it took him until his junior year. So he was so close. Uh, but after his junior year, he's like, that's it. I'm done. And, yeah. uh, I'll never, never forget. Like it was at BFF. I think he made that decision with us. Oh, he was like, I'm not going back. This is yeah. it. Um, and so we all set out and, and, uh, and left JBU and, and just went out and did this thing full time and hit it hard. Um, and a lot of our work at the beginning, it was working. We did a lot of weddings, obviously who doesn't mm -hmm. do weddings when they get into that's video. That's where everybody starts, man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, there's more weddings every year than there are of any other type of video probably. So like there's a ton of those mm -hmm. to go around and everyone can do those and, uh, and so we started in that and, and, and moved through the weddings and then, uh, started getting more and more commercial work. And, and that's kind of slowly where our business turned is really mm -hmm. into small business and, and really, I guess, business of all sizes. Now we have quite a few fortune, you know, 50 companies that we work with, but, um, or fortune 500 and, and such. And so we're, as we, as we've grown, it's really just kind of what we do hasn't really changed the scale at which we do it changes mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, but we're still, you know, even today we're working with clients that we had back in those early days. I've got clients that are still my client that we had five years ago. Um, you know, that when we were first starting and it was the two of us basically yeah. freelance, you yeah. know? Um, and so, uh, it's been really cool that we, you know, we, we still, we have a pretty vast style of work. We get to do, um, you know, the $500 short little web social videos. Um, and then we get to do the $500,000 brand films. And so, um, getting, we have that broad spectrum. We kind of get to scale at will for different projects mm -hmm. and it makes for really fun. I get to, we get to work with basically every single 
subcontractor dealing with film or production in the state of Arkansas. I think we've probably worked with them at this point, or maybe even in the tri-state area. We pull yeah. in from all over a lot yeah. of times for projects, and um, it's just been super, super fun. And, and through all of that, we've it's allowed us to start a couple different businesses and all, and I think the main one that I think gets drawn into Intercut a lot is uh, we have uh, our big studio, um, which up until now has been called Farm Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys can be the first. <gasps> oh, be the new, snap. It's the new news. Um, you'll it? be the first ones that will have gone out on. <laughs> Um, but after basically now it's called Bentonville studios at the farm. Okay. Um, so okay, we're doing yeah. a little bit of a rebrand. Um, we do a lot with the Bentonville film festival. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, working a little bit more to align ourselves more into what they're doing. Um, we had some issues with the farm, um, and just getting, a, we had a lot of brand issues there yeah. as far as like, we had, there's another film studio, not in the United States, but called the farm. Um, ours is called farm studios. It's called the farm. It's gotten a little confusing, um, but also locally, like we've got Red Barn Studio here, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, I can't tell you the number of times that we have people in the studio <laughs> shooting and they tag Red Barn Studio and I'm like, oh, I love those guys, but that's not us. So funny. That's <laughs> they don't awesome. do anything like what we do, really, yeah. you know, yeah. like, you work with them a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, so Red Barn Studio gets tagged all the time when people are at the studio. <laughs> and so I'm trying to like, I was like, OK, we've got to find a better way. Yeah. Um, and so uh, and one of the, you know, one of the obvious things and when it comes to like, you know, marketing is. Bentonville Studios. What is the first thing most filmmakers search when they get accepted, accepted into Bentonville Film Festival? They search Bentonville. studios in Bentonville or Bentonville yeah. Studios. Yeah. Um, and so that was like the obvious thing for us to go, okay, yeah. well, like we're already doing so much with the festival. Um, how can we, you know, better relate these two brands? So uh, that's what we've, we've done there. And uh, the studio is a, it's a 17,000 square foot facility that allows you to shoot anything there's really yeah. like no rules um, it's crazy the stuff that you guys have put out. i mean just even the helicopter picture alone i think that's kind of like the main one yeah it's so crazy that you have that much space and that much room to be able to do i mean yeah we had I the helicopter and then there, we had though. 500 people in there on top of yeah. the helicopter oh yeah which um, is crazy it's man. crazy yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's a it's a big i tell people it's a playground it's a big yeah. video playground for us it's kind of a dream that's come awesome. true um it's like thinking back into high school of like what I tried to make the theater black box into in high yeah. school <laughs> is like now what we have, you yeah, know, on a yeah. huge scale. Yeah. Um, we've got a 50 foot by 90 foot psych wall. So um, we can literally put semi trucks in front of the psych wall, helicopters, airplanes, um, all kinds of stuff. And that was that was really our goal when we were building it. Is we, we said, you know, we want to um, the first step in Arkansas is is production. uh infrastructure right yeah, if yeah. we're going to grow production capability we're going to bring bigger brands to do bigger mm-hmm. projects in arkansas we have to build infrastructure for them uh and the number one thing that's lacking is a real soundstage yeah uh and so that's what that was the first need we wanted to fill was how do we build a soundstage uh and now that we have the soundstage open for just over a year now uh, we're now really heavily working into what are the external services what are the the peripherals around production whether that be mm-hmm. catering whether that be transportation whether that be you know, lots of porta potties. You know, what are yeah, the what yeah. are the things that we need on set, and how do we start either setting up relationships with local vendors to provide those to films that are coming in, um, or are those things that we're investing in ourselves to have as a resource for local projects? And yeah. so, um, yeah, the studio is a lot of fun. I have a business partner in that. Um, actually, my parents they never got involved in Intercut, and so my parents had, were able to get involved in our studio, nice. which is really fun. They're like now that you've proven yourself, <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah we'll exactly. Like, oh, now that you've proven yeah, yourself, we'll, we'll get involved now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, but they're involved. Um, and then we have another partner, uh, named Jason Netter with Kickstart Entertainment. They're based out of LA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they do, um, 
I would say 90% animation work. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really focused towards children's entertainment. So anything like Ready, Jet, Go, mm-hmm. um, Paw Patrol, things like that. Anything you see on, on Saturday morning cartoons, like it's probably them, whether it's wow, 2D, yeah. 3D, you know, X-Men and 2D or whatever. They've got a, quite the broad spectrum and they do uh, work for Cartoon Network, Disney, Netflix, Hulu, you name it, Amazon. Um, and then they do a little bit of live action, like uh, Preacher on AMC with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg co-directing. Mm. Um, Jason bought that as a comic book back in the day. And yeah, has managed yeah. to to develop that out into a show, and that's awesome. Yeah, so he's they've been a great partner for the studio as far as they're heavily involved in BFF, and that's actually how we met is through BFF. Um, and so they've been a great relationship for the studio of just bringing outside productions into Arkansas. Mm. Um, but also, you know, he's got 35, 20, 25 years of, of production experience, wow. um, in the LA world doing it. And so, uh, he's just been a tremendous asset for us to have, uh, when, when working on, you know, growing an industry from scratch kind of here in Arkansas. Yeah. So it's interesting because when we first started talking, you and I just kind of met up and stuff. You, you mentioned this at one point of being able to, actually have the talent you're like the talent is here we have enough people that are here that when a film comes in they're flying crews in they're moving people around it's like just hire people that are here and i remember you kind of putting together a directory of that and i was like yeah. this dude like cares about this community and it's not like big and flashy like oh hey i'm flying here to do this and i'm doing that and you know what i mean like you were actually saying hey we want to promote the community we want to you know what's going on here and people that are looking for work who have the talent we want to make sure that they get hired on these. And so that was when you started talking about, I was like, that's a really cool idea. I hope it works out. And then obviously everything to do with the farm, not the farm, Bentonville, Bentonville studios. at the Bentonville <laughs> studios at the farm. I'm going to have to correct just, all it, my just be Bentonville studios. It, that's fine. Bentonville studios. So it is one of those things that, I mean, to see what you guys have done in that space has been so cool. And again, I was saying, I haven't been out there. I wasn't able to come to the launch party. You, you invited me. Yeah. I know it's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. I just need to make the. I just call you. We'll just yeah, we'll make you it. You gotta make it yeah. happen. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Call there if you like Google, you know, Bentonville Studios or Google uh, Farm Studios. I think is what you actually have to Google right now, probably to get to us. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you Google Farm Studios um, and you just call the studio number, uh, it generally rings my phone unless I'm shooting or whatever, and it rings somebody else. But uh, generally, it rings my phone, and we'll set up a, a time for you to come out and tour yeah. the studio and walk around and meet us all. And That's um, so cool, it's a cool man. space. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and the studio has given us the opportunity then to to launch our own, you know, kind of original content. We've got a space that's that's always ours. It's always protected. We can build sets in, keep them standing, shoot on when we want. Um, and so, you know, uh, with with the studio and actually before the studio, we had launched a local show called Northwest Arkansas Live, yeah, um, which is a, a local television show uh, that airs pretty much all over Northwest Arkansas, a little bit in o- northeastern Oklahoma and southwestern Missouri. Uh, down to the River Valley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and our, the, the show, the whole thing about that show uh, was, you know, when we, we started it was when, when you Google Northwest Arkansas, um, nothing good comes up, right? Like yeah. there's no good videos <laughs> that make you like, oh, I want to go oh, visit wow, that place, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, if you Google San Francisco, like, and, and we kind of did this from a recruitment and, and, re- and retention standpoint of, you know, we have all these recruiters in Northwest Arkansas trying to recruit talent to the area. And I was like, but I posed the, the challenge of like, okay, but if someone you're emailing just Googles our town, they find nothing besides mm-hmm. the news, right? Which isn't really what you want people to no, find. Not at all. Um, <laughs> and I was like, but if they search Dallas or if they search Austin or if they search San Francisco, mm-hmm. like there's thousands and thousands of videos they're going to find about mm-hmm. why they should come visit for the weekend or why they should move their family there for the forever. Um, I was like, we don't have that. That's that's what's missing here. Yeah. And I was, and so that's that was really the kind of the spawn of Northwest Arkansas Live was, or the idea behind it was, you know, how do we create content that 
just makes people want to come visit. Um, that instills, you know, that pride of place and people that mm-hmm. live here already. And so um, that's what North Arkansas Alive is, is, is it's, it's, a, it's a show that's really just dedicated to telling long form stories about local businesses, local people, local organizations that are just doing really cool things that would make you want to be excited about where you live. Yeah. Um, or if you don't, if you're not from here, that make you go, man, I'm going to come visit there this, this summer because that place looks awesome. Um, and so that, that's what we do. We don't charge any businesses um, that we can, None of the small businesses we cover on the show get charged a dollar. That's awesome. Um, we come in yeah. and provide them with, you know, production value beyond what they could ever afford on their own. Yeah. Um, and they get a final finished piece that they can promote and use on their website and however they want. Um, and, you know, and we, we go out and sell sponsorships uh, to be able to do that, you know, yeah. to be able to cover that cost for those, for those businesses. So, um, and overall, like it's not a, you know, it's not a money-making business. Let me tell you right now, uh, <laughs> regional television will never be a money-making yeah, business yeah. for anybody. Um, but the show basically breaks even, you know, and, it, yeah. and we see it as it provides tremendous value in our community. Yeah. We love doing it. We've gotten to meet just so many people because of it. There's mm-hmm. very few business owners, I would say, in Northwest Arkansas that I haven't gotten the chance to meet. And like, that's just been an incredible experience along the way. Um, and then uh, as, as part of Northwest Arkansas Alive, um, as kind of the parent brand there, Live Media is the parent brand. And we've, we've also launched a podcast out of here as well called Beyond the Tap, Yeah, um, which is starting in season one, relatively local. But I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say we've already got guests coming in from other states to want to be on the show. That's so so awesome, uh, it's quickly growing beyond Northwest Arkansas. But uh, it's just a it's a it's a show about craft beer and, mm-hmm. and uh, beer, wine and, 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 and uh, liquor. Yeah. So uh, lots of uh, nerdy craft alcohol <laughs> conversations happening yeah. lots of drinking there's yeah. um there's always 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 beer on set there or wine or or Something, you know yeah. brandy with the guys from rg making and carson in the other day and uh of course you know um that's just a anytime you've got a bunch of people drinking on a podcast it's gonna be a fun time it's gonna be so, fantastic yeah yeah exactly so it's been a fun show to produce and well, um, you, you yeah. guys do the video aspect is I think what what's different about that show is because there are so many different craft beer right. podcasts out there. But when you actually see people and obviously the set, what you guys have built and created looks phenomenal. It's lit. Well, everything is it sounds great. Everything's so great about it. that production value rises in that. And that makes you want to listen and watch the show because there is a difference in that from two dudes in their you know closets. Right. We're trying to record a podcast about beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys have done. <laughs> Sorry, if there's any of those people, <laughs> you should always start a podcast. Please make sure that you even start a beer. Even if it's co- in the closet, even Do if it's it. in the closet, it's just the best place to record. No, it is. it is absolutely yeah. <laughs> so there. it is one of those things that I, you guys obviously add another, you know, higher production value to it that makes people want to want to tune in. Right, so. it's the video podcast, right? It's like what you're you're what we're doing, on your show, man. Right? Absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's we're we're. Uh, I was actually you know listening. I was doing my homework before I came on. Yeah, you know, listening to your nice, podcast nice. and. Uh, I don't like going into interviews without, you know, doing my own homework. Right? I got to know that. about yeah. you guys. And yeah. uh, no, but the, uh, the you guys are, you know, even in your June recap, right? You're talking about your June news, you know, and we're talking about video podcasts and mm-hmm. Spotify, right? Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, I walked into my office after listening to your podcast and I, I walked into my, to my team and I was like, um, are we ready for Spotify for their, po- <laughs> their video podcasts? And they all looked at me like deer in the headlights and they were like, I don't think it's available to us yet. And I was like, no, I know it's not. I was yeah. like, but when it is, are we ready? And they're like, well, we, we have a video podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got a team full of people that are pretty good at finding new codecs, whatever they're going to require yeah. us to upload yeah. it to. I think we're going to be fine. Nice. And I was like, great. Well, we're ready then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I think we're, we're really excited about that yeah. feature. As yeah. When it was first announced, I was reading about it. And uh, I think that's the future of where mm-hmm. I think podcasts need to be. And, oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's we're teeing up a lot of our content that we're developing now to be 
um, video podcast format where it has the components of both, yeah, but allows yeah. you kind of that flexibility in your listening of whether or not oh, it's you want to be on the yeah. subway and have your phone in your pocket, you can. Um, or if you want to be sitting at your desk and have it open on your computer and watch us, you mm-hmm. can. And um, it's been fun to develop a show for that audience of like knowing that uh, like it's it's taken a lot of training of our hosts to go okay it's a radio like it's a podcast but like yeah yeah people some people can see you right yeah yeah <laughs> and then it's like but it's a show but people that aren't watching have to be able to listen and know what you're doing right you have to be able so, to describe what, yeah, what's actually happening and like yeah. that's difficult right? you're talking about beer right it's like yeah. you have to always make sure like we're describing what you're looking at you yeah. have to be like oh look at that color like what color is it right uh, so it's been it's been a fun exercise awesome. of, of yeah. learning to to develop content for both in a, in a place that seems really visual when it comes to beer and yeah um, we had some guys that brought a still onto the set the other day and it was like that was really cool. Wow. Like in a podcast, you never would have gotten to see that thing, right? Yeah. And so like getting to show that side of it and makes mm-hmm. it really interactive. And um, and we've gotten to do some fun stuff around that. Of We're doing some educational content along the way of like homebrews with Brian. Uh, yeah. We're doing, you know, Brian, or Brian, or Brian Crum, our host, oh, not I, you. Yeah, you know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you should come on the show and, and drink yeah. with us anytime. I, you know uh, what? I wouldn't add any expertise other than this is delicious or I didn't really that's like That's all this. I do, you know? Yeah. And really, that's all Brian's providing, it's ultimately, true. you know? He's just like, oh, this tastes amazing. And yeah. I think when I first met him, he was like, I really just want a podcast where I can have an excuse to drink for free. And I was like, oh, dude, Boom. we Done. are going to do that. <laughs> Done. That's awesome. So, yeah. Rapid fire, Lauren. You ready? Yes. Let's do this. All right. If you could teach any grade or subject, what would it be? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I would teach high school theater, 100%. Okay. That would be so much fun. Like teaching improv and yeah. like, yeah, that would be all me. Yeah. So, I mean, these were obviously pre prepared, but you didn't know about Zach and Gravid. I didn't. Her husband works at Gravid Middle School. Really? Or used yeah. to. Used to. Just, he just transferred. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Taylor Lewis. I'll ask my brother. Yeah. He went to Gravit Middle School. I never went. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it is. I mean, it's kind of funny, that whole connection there. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I don't like children. <laughs> and so it would be very hard for me to teach. I think it would have to be like, a, this is 1 through 12, K through 12. Yeah, any grade or subject. Oh, okay. oh great. I was going to go like college, like some like intro to photography. There you go. Mm, okay. I can I do, do that. that? Okay. It's yeah, like kind too. of. Simple. You're kind of like seeing people who are like coming up and interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key with that is a college age is fun because like they've already, you've already like gotten the the (laughs) filtered out the kids that don't really care about what you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And it's a a kind of an elective class. Right. They have some interest in it. Sure. I've talked, I've spoken at the NWAC photography class before. Yeah. And I've had the most fun with those guys in there. Yeah. Like it's been really great conversation. Awesome. What about you? You were a teacher. Yeah, I have to cheat. I'm a. I'm still a licensed yeah. teacher. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so teaching all every day. All right. Day. Uh, I think I would still continue to teach. TV broadcasting is what I taught, and I loved it. And it was super yeah. fun. The advanced classes, I loved it. The beginning yeah. classes, I hated. Yeah. 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 Except yeah. when kids left all the equipment. Yeah, out left in the my rain or That's a unanimous thing amongst <laughs> amongst all production teachers. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know all. Like I know pretty much every film teacher in Arkansas. I think at this point, and I will tell you unanimously. They yeah. love their advanced students. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fun. You're like yeah. creating things. Yeah. At the younger, not as experienced levels, you're more of like, you're babysitting. You're yes. babysitting. Yeah. yeah. Like babysitting Ooh. expensive gear. Yeah. Yes. yes. Where you don't have a budget to replace it. <laughs> I found uh, it was a Satchelor tripod out on the square uh, one day. We were just walking with me and my wife at the time, and it was just sitting there. And I was like, 
that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> and so I looked around on there and found, luckily, underneath it, but it belonged to the U of A, one of the film departments. And I was just like, I was like it wasn't mine, was it? <laughs> no, yeah. That's <laughs> immediately what you thought. You're like, oh, gosh. But again, I mean, you know. $3,000 tripod, yeah. you know, entry level. It's just one of those I was like, and so I called me, and he, the teacher was like, thank you so much. Oh, one yeah. of our students just left it out there. I cannot believe, thank you, thank you. And I was like, I, I, he could have easily taken that and it would have been a very nice upgrade. Yep. But, uh, oh yeah. Oof. That poor stand. That failed. Poor, yeah. <laughs> it was like the Shatler Ace, like the lower end one, or was it like a nice like Shatler, like it, it was wasn't the, a full on, yeah. Okay. It was definitely more of a portable one, but still it was, I just uh, invested the head in my on first it was, Shatler carbon fiber uh, tripod. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. And it was, it's been like, it's always been like my, like the nerdy, like dream yeah. tripod of mine, yeah. right? And it's like, like a six thousand dollar tripod i was like, never willing to pay for that and uh, a buddy of mine had one that he was like hey i guess she started teaching yeah um, and uh he was like i don't need this anymore uh and it's like traveled all over the world like yeah with him. So cool. and he's like you want this and i was like yeah he's like i'm like how much do you want for it? i don't remember what it was like 1500 $1, $1, or two thousand oh, dollars i was goodness. like take my money yeah it's like <laughs> my dream tripod i've always wanted but now i guard it with yeah. my life i left it at visit bentonville one day for like two weeks i kept forgetting it there and, then, and i kept calling and i called them and i was like Please tell me that thing is still there. And they're oh like, oh, yeah, no, we put it in the back closet. We knew it was expensive, Ooh. so we kept it safe for yeah. you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you, guys. That's so funny. <laughs> when you said you found it on the square, I was like, was is that, that mine? mine? <laughs> Where's mine right right now? That was your, yeah. It was several, <laughs> several years ago. That's so funny. It's though. like my most prized possession, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I baby it around. It stays, it's the only tripod I have That's that stays in the case. So awesome. That's so funny. All right, last oh, question. Yes, oh, yeah. We're so bad about this fast. Okay, would you rather work eight hours standing or ten hours sitting? Eight hours standing, yeah. Oh, absolutely. eight hours standing, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't sit at all. I have yeah. a sit stand desk, and I'm standing a lot. Yeah. Are you a sitting person? No, I think I'd probably standing? standing after like sitting a lot today. <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. thinking about this question. I was like, I need to stand. Am I allowed to pace? Because <laughs> I'm more of a pacer. Yes. yes. I could do yes. eight hours pacing, no problem. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Yeah. Whenever we get the uh, whiteboard going, it's usually I'm. Yep. She's yes. like, okay, just like slow down a little bit. I'm just like <laughs> pulling in here. It reminded me actually because I drove in past my old building there on yeah. one Halstead, and I came all the way around the corner here. And I used to walk out my building there, and I used to just take phone calls, and I would walk all the way back to nine and yeah. back, and just do that. <laughs> like under awesome it's all space. shaded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just I, I was like driving through. I was like, wow, I've spent so many hours on the phone just walking <laughs> just up and down this road here. <laughs> It's a great spot. We yeah. love our spot. Yeah, it's beautiful, especially this time. So no, yeah. it's awesome. Um, okay, hey, those are good. Thanks, Zach. Thanks again, dude. Thank you guys. Fantastic. This has been awesome. All right, we're out. Griffin uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.